Hooked on Sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 63 of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. Thank you so very much for joining me today. My name is John Flynn, and to and you can follow this podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at hooked underscore on sports. I also have a Facebook page for this, so please do me a favor and go on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to like and follow my pages on there. You can also make sure to follow or subscribe. Uh, this podcast, this way you're notified of any time Hooked on Sports is being uploaded. Uh, I also am on Twitter and on Instagram. My Twitter handle is at JohnFlynn97 and my Instagram handle is at JFlizzy. So, some programming notes. So, today is Tuesday. It's a Tuesday podcast this week instead of Monday. Be- because there won't be Thursday Night Football the next podcast the with my NFL picks against the spread for week number 13, that will come out on Saturday. So a couple of notes to, to keep in mind here as we move along. So th- there are some things I wanted to get into. I wanted to get into the Dallas Cowboys and, and their, their latest pathetic, embarrassing performance on Thanksgiving Day. But there was, but I also do want to get into the the Lions and the Jaguars making some moves in their front offices, and I want to start with the Lions. And th- th- it was it was no element of surprise that the Detroit Lions fired head coach Matt Patricia and they fired G- uh, general manager Bob Quinn after after some disastrous seasons of at the helm of the Lions. And and it, it was blatantly obvious that the that the Lions were not going to go anywhere with Matt Patricia as the head coach. It took a Thanksgiving Day debacle against the Houston Texans. The final score of that game was forty-one to twenty-five, although it never really indicated how how wide of a margin the Texans looked because of garbage time touchdowns late in the game by the Lions. But in any event, the uh, the Lions were outscored 85 to 31 since going up 24 to 3 on the on the Washington football team um, um, with with just a little a little over eight minutes left in the third quarter of that game. So so in, in the 11 day span, they get outscored 85 to 31 and. Uh, they they knew they needed a 59-yard field goal for Matt Prater to bail them out of the Washington game. They needed a uh, th- th- they they got shut out by the Carolina Panthers, a rebuilding defense, 20 to nothing, with the with the Panthers starting P.J. Walker as their quarterback, and that was an embarrassment. And then, and then, their, their pass defense was non-existent against Deshaun Watson, who 
threw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and yeah, that th- 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 that's a lot to show about about Deshaun Watson and and what Watson is able to do. And hey, listen, if if Deshaun Watson was on the Kansas City Chiefs, I think he'd have similar results uh, as as Patrick Mahomes is having in Kansas City. You know. Bill O'Brien foiled, foiled all the plans before uh, he, uh, he he could even uh, put himself in the conversation with Patty Mahomes. So, wait, wait, but let's go back to the Lions. That and th- th- this point goes all the way back to what I said back in March and April that the Lions acted as they uh, as their head coach and head coach and general manager were on the hot seat. They, they draft Jeff Okuda with the number three overall pick. I mean, my, all of my mock drafts had Jeff Okuda going number three to the Lions because they're the Lions. That w- what the Lions needed to do was that they needed to trade Matthew Stafford and 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 get and get some huge draft capital back in return because let let's face it, th- this Lions team isn't going anywhere for uh, for a while now, but. It, it, there is one name that I think the Lions absolutely need to consider when it comes to to their head coaching replacement, and that name is Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. And Eric Bieniemy, he, he he was a, he was a, a top a top head coaching candidate who did did not get hired as a head coach, but with with the added bonus for franchises uh, to hire. People of color as head coaches this season, uh, this coming off season because they get the draft pick compensation. The Lions absolutely need to consider Eric Bieniemy because one, he uh, the Lions would get an extra draft pick if they hired him, and number two, it would make so much sense with the Lions. What what the Lions needed is a is a complete uh, complete jolt to the system. They they need a shock to the system. They need to realign the system from from not being a punchline to. Uh, to to be being tougher, be, being tougher offensively and defensively, and uh, no excuses given. That that's what Eric Bieniemy is with the Kansas City Chiefs. And you look at where where the Chiefs' offense is, best in the NFL over the last three years. He already has a championship uh, uh, under Andy Reid. Uh, the Andy Reid coaching tree uh, ha- has been uh, has been nothing short of fantastic in the NFL. And, and Andy Reid would absolutely give Eric Bieniemy an endorsement anywhere he's being interviewed as a head coach. Now, the the, the, the Lions head coaching uh, search will not be easy whatsoever, but uh, because because there are other teams uh, that that are probably planning on changing coaches uh, coaches as well, right? Like the LA Chargers, uh, I think Anthony Lynn is is gone by the end of the season. You, you look at. The Texans already firing Bill O'Brien. You look at the Falcons already firing Dan Quinn. You have to expect Adam Gates will be fired soon. You have to expect that Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to be fired. I, I think Doug Marone would be it would be an interesting choice to be a head coach somewhere. Um, you you have to think Matt Nagy is going to be fired as head coach of the Chicago Bears. I you you can even throw in Doug Peterson in the in the with the Philadelphia Eagles after the way they played last night against Seattle and 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 them being able to um uh, uh, to um. Uh, to, uh, to see how why Jeffrey Loya isn't happy with how the, the Eagles have been playing this season, especially in in recent weeks. 
But with that being said, the the Lions need need to remotely consider Eric Bieniemy. He he's going to change the culture. He's going to hold players accountable. He's not going to hold any uh, you know, he's not going to hold any any grudges away from him. He he's going to, he's going to say no dams given, and and you know. That, that, that's the type of coach that the Lions need. Similar to what the Lions had with Jim Caldwell, right? Because you look at what the Lions did with Jim Caldwell. Two seasons they made the playoffs. One year they went 9-7 and seven and missed the playoffs in, in his four seasons there. The Lions made a grave mistake firing uh, Jim Caldwell and then bringing in Matt Patricia. And... It, it, he was never going going to institute a culture of winning. That he had no idea how to, uh, and it, even with all the years he had with the uh, as the defensive coordinator of the Patriots uh, under under Bill Belichick, but that defense is really Bill Belichick's. So, so that 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 was a disaster, and and then yeah. <coughs> And then, then the Lions uh, just trading Darius Slade to the Eagles, one of the one of the best cor- uh, cover corners in the league. That was a disaster, and, and and the Lions blowing the lead to Mitchell Trubisky in the Bears week number one. Yeah, every every single element of of where what the Lions did, and actually getting the Fords to wake up and smell the damn coffee. It is justifiable. Now it's time for the Lions to A. Get a real plan B. Get a real head coach and 3. Get a real general manager. That they need all three of those in order to be successful in the NFL. And let's let, let's also say this. We look at the Lions. Another name uh, that I think that, that's going to be axed at the end of the year is Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. So maybe 9 head coaches head coaching vacancies will be available this offseason. So, but you look at look at teams like the Lions, the Bengals, they don't invest in in the front office. They they need they don't invo- invest in the head coach. Yes, the head coach matters. That that's what the that's what the Fords need to take away from this. The head coach matters. And, and the head coach is the one that sets the tone, and the head coach is the one that sets the culture. And and, and yes, everything the, the, the Lions have done is, is a reflect the last couple three seasons is reflective of Matt Patricia as a head coach. Now, Matt Patricia is most certainly going to ask Bill Belichick to come back next season as the Patriots defensive coordinator, and I think the Patriots are going to be better off for it because, you know, Bill Belichick's the single greatest coach in NFL history, but but it's also reflective of the franchise. It's reflective of what free agents want to do. Do free agents want to sign with Detroit? Do uh, do they want to sign with, with, with a franchise that's known for losing, or, or do they find... Find a more valuable franchise like the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants or the, the or the um, L.A. L.A. Rams as as a as as a valuable a valuable asset or, or teams like Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Green Bay. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Green Bay are perennial contenders because because they have the culture set for winning, and and, and that's on Mike Tomlin, Matt Lafleur, and Andy Reid. Three, three of the best head coaches in in the NFL. Throw in Kyle Shanahan in there as well, right? Because the 49ers don't beat the Rams, and they're they're not even close to playoff contention. 
without Kyle Shanahan. Let, let's put that out there right now. And, and and if you're telling me the Lions can't go can't actually try and you, and you look at and look at the history of the city and not say Eric enemy isn't the right fit for Detroit, I mean, come on. If if that's the case, if the Lions don't even consider hiring Eric Bieniemy as the head coach, they should A, fold the franchise, they should B, sell ice cream, or C, get the hell out of the football business. That's what that's an embarrassment the Detroit Lions have been, and that's why they have the tag of rebuilding since 1957, and they, only ha and they haven't won a playoff game since 1991. And yes, the Lions have no idea... What, which way is up and which way is down, and that and that's why the Lions can't, can't even smell the Super Bowl. So, with that in mind, we're gonna shift gears now to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, as as um the Jaguars fired uh, Dave Caldwell after eight seasons as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it it, it was obvious from the beginning that, that the Jaguars were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I had Jacksonville going 1-15 and as the head coach of the, uh, 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 the Jaguars going 1-15 and this year. So, let, 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 let's throw this in there if, if you're the Jaguars. Maybe do they do do they go out and hire Thomas Dimitrov as the as the um, general manager and y y yes he, he yes he is uh, one of the most savvy NFL brains uh, that that's out there but you, you need to think about uh, th think about what what the line what the Lions might do you look at what maybe the Texans and Falcons might do but I mean the the Jaguars case isn't going to be simple either because. The, the the Jaguars don't have a they they don't have a real roster. I mean, the, you look at what what um what Dave Caldwell has done. That in 2014 he picked Blake Bortles um uh, with a number three overall pick ahead of Khalil Mack and Sammy Watkins and Odell Beckham Jr. And then he picked Leonard Fournette uh, in 2017 when it was obvious Blake Bortles was going to be a bust. He took Leonard Fournette. Over to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So, the Jaguars were a punchline under Dave Caldwell. So, it's already December 1st, and we know four different teams, that's one-eighth of the National Football League, will be hiring their next general manager this offseason. And, and and the Jaguars need need to really consider. They they need to invest in 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 the front office and the head and the head coach. And that that, that that's where the that's why the Jaguars are on the same boat with uh, as um as uh D Detroit in a ways. Now I do like Doug Marone as a head coach. I do I ultimately I ultimately think he's going to be fired because I think. Uh, the Jaguars want to clean house you know, in, in there, but D D Doug Marone is one, is one of those coaches. If Doug Marone wasn't the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Blake Bortles doesn't even play in, in the AFC Championship game. The Jaguars were not going to make that Cinderella run and take down the Buffalo Bills, go into Pittsburgh and take down the Pittsburgh Steelers, and 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 and, and, were, and place themselves 15 minutes away from beating Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game, and giving them a chance to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, right? So, we, ha we have the, the, we, so we have the Jaguars, they already, they already dumped D Dave Caldwell. There are some serious, uh, serious general manager hires that I think we're definitely going to get into on, on Saturday as, as we look at 
at, at the scope of how the market's going to go this offseason. But there are certainly some options out there for the Jaguars. I, I do think that, that the... the the there'll be fewer general manager openings than, than head coaching or openings. I I do wonder if if the Giants are going to, to fire Dave Gellerman if the Giants miss the playoffs. I think that that that's going to be something to be seen. But but the Jaguars have a golden opportunity to hire a real general manager that that knows how to make that that knows how how to create how to create and construct a football team and and have and have that football team. Uh, and to w- work well with the head coach and what the head coach wants to, want, wants to do and be successful and execute game plans on a weekly basis. So I think the Jaguars are, d- are d- definitely have a huge opportunity uh, to, um, to to really say that firing Dave Caldwell was the end of an era and, and the beginning of actually something new and actually bring competitive football to Duval County. I also said that I want to get into the Dallas Cowboys, and so it goes. The Dallas Cowboys proved once again on Thanksgiving that they are headed on a track down nowhere. And when I mean nowhere, nowhere, that means everything for the Cowboys. They put on yet another no-show on Thursday at home against the Washington football team. And I told you the football team would go down and secure the season sweep of the Cowboys and win that game by at least a touchdown. And it really wasn't that complicated. If you look at the coaching, the play calling by Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, the decision making by McCarthy to go for it on fourth and inches at your own 35-yard line and throw the ball? I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you had to have been thinking, how in the world would any reasonable coach even risk giving Washington a short field and them winning the battle with the line of scrimmage on both sides. I mean, the offensive line play, it certainly didn't help that that Zach Martin got knocked out of the game early due to injury. But they were doing Andy Dalton and Ezekiel Elliott no favors in the realm of protection. And speaking of Zeke Elliott, he had 10 carries for 32 yards. Both a season low. And the Dallas Cowboys fell to 1-8 on the season when Ezekiel Elliott gets 19 carries or fewer. So, how does Zeke go from getting 21 carries last week, ran for a season-high 103 yards and a touchdown, to getting only 10 carries? I mean, did the Cowboys abandon the game plan that best suits them to win football games? I mean, the Dallas Cowboys... To be honest with you, are a waste of everybody's time. The franchise is also wasting some great talent too in their prime years. I mean, Dak Prescott tore his ACL out for the season. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott isn't even close to where where he needs needs to be. Not even close to where his numbers need need to be for the Cowboys to be relevant. Especially when Jerry Jones handed him the big bucks two summers ago. And that's where the Cowboys have gone rarely wrong. And this ties back into Jerry Jones. I mean, the Cowboys have been wrong about running back value for years. I thought they should have never extended Ezekiel Elliott because they needed to anticipate other holes in the roster, such as that of the one left behind by 
Byron Jones in free agency. They've been well behind the curve on analytics. They've been well behind the curve on toughness and and not saying anything to the media that could cause some headlines. So naturally, the Cowboys let Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, Jeff Heath, Jason Witten, and Malik Collins depart via free agency. And give Amari Cooper $100 million. I mean, I, I don't blame the, the Cowboys for doing that. He's worth every single penny. And he's quietly been one of the best receivers in the NFL this season. And then place an exclusive franchise tag on Dak Prescott. But now Prescott's agents will, will look, look at the Cowboys with him. They'll look at the Cowboys without him. And Prescott's agents will ask for Patrick Mahomes' money in free agency. Remember, Patrick Mahomes signed for $450 million uh, in, in extent, extension money this offseason. And the Cowboys played the last six weeks without Dak will force them to pay, play into Prescott's hands and decide whether to pay him over $40 million a year. Spoiler alert. And the Cowboys will see how expensive it'll be. And given the pandemic, he'll it'll be interesting seeing the next team that Dak Prescott plays for. And it won't be a pretty sight at all for Cowboy fans. Jerry Jones has been acting the last 15 to 20 years as just the owner for stealing headlines and for the brand of the Dallas Cowboys. It just won't happen for the Cowboys if these same behaviors exist. Jerry Jones will never realize he, that he is the problem with the Dallas Cowboys and why they will never win a championship as long as he has a say in football operations. That'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn saying so long and thank you for listening and I'll be back here on Saturday for Week 13 NFL preview and Week 13 NFL picks against the spread. So stay tuned and we'll I'll be talk to you again on Saturday. So long, everybody.